You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, it's day baseball as the Padres get ready to wrap up their series against the Brewers. And we've got Mike Janella hosting on a way back Wednesday. Blooper loves, by the way. He thinks it brings a nice air of respectability to baseball. Right, Bloop? Alongside Mike, it's an all-geeked-up Bill Center. Oh, two or three monster energy. He's a human Red Bull right now. And rounding out the crew, it's Derek Togerson, who loves talking baseball and this Open. This is my jam. I mean, it's so much fun. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bill Center, and Derek Togerson. Happy Wednesday and good morning. Yes, on this Way Back Wednesday, we are so happy for you to join us. Padres and Brewers wrapping up their series coming up at 1240. You already see the old school uh, logo, the blue and orange Padre there on the video board here at Petco Park as the folks get ready to come on in. Come on into our AMR studio with Derek Togerson. Bill Center's here. Bluebird on the ones and twos. Mike Janella. Luigi here as always. And a nice little <laughs> yeah. crowd forming here uh, at the AMR studios in the team store. How you guys doing on this Wednesday morning? It looks like morning? they're bringing us lunch. No, that's <laughs> not for us. <laughs> it's so, that's one of the, the big drawbacks of working here is that, here specifically, I mean in the studio, that down the line suites are right behind us. Right. So whenever they have someone in those suites, they get the catering ready for right. them. They get the nice, the full spread, and we get drinks on ice. And we get to watch it walk by back yep. and forth. All exactly. Some of us have been known on a, when, when the team's out of town. To go scavenging on what's below deck. Right. But enough about Blooper. To grab a... No, it's talking about himself. To grab a Cracker Jack you, you become Templeton from Charlotte's Web. Exactly. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> underneath that table behind me, like looking for Cracker Jacks and popcorn. Right. Uh-huh. Hey, whatever gets you through the day. Um, <laughs> we got a fun hour coming up. We have uh, Bobby Cressy swinging by, the uh, in-park organist here for the Padres. He's playing today, plays every uh, weekday home game. So we're going to chat with Bobby. If you have any questions for him, send them our way. Hashtag Padres SA. We also are going to talk about the game last night. Uh, Petco Park had a nice little honor bestowed upon it this morning. USA Today naming it the number one ballpark in all of baseball. It's about time. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. That's going to be fun. Uh, Joey Votto, that uh, play last night with the fan <laughs> and uh, first understand. base ball grab. We're going to break that down because the internet <laughs> was loving it yesterday. Uh, it was so much fun. So uh, any of that, whatever you want to talk about, hit us up. Again, hashtag PadresSH. There's also the live chat happening at Padres.com slash social hour. Um, let's talk about the game last night, though. Get the, that out of the way because it ended up not working out too well for the Padres in a 3-2 loss. But, uh, I mean, there's some good there. Jabari Blash had a nice night. Luis Perdomo uh, went seven uh, innings. Except for the catch. Year. Sorry? Except for the catch he didn't Yes, except right. for the misplay in right field. But right. otherwise, you know, had a steal, had a multi-hit game, his first career RBI. On the whole, pretty good. Got to catch that ball. A right Still, fielder catches that ball. Yeah. Even Matt Kemp? Uh, no, a, you know, a, a actually, right fielder <laughs> catches that ball. Actually, I mean, Matt Kemp doesn't catch the first one. Right. Uh, he didn't get there. Right. But he might have caught that. Set. I mean, that's just a bad route that he took. Yeah. you got to do better than that. So for he's, l- he's learning. It's a l- let's he's learning. Let's talk about Jabari because he's someone who now is back up and he's getting a look with Renfro still getting seasoned down in AAA. And everything A.J. Preller has said is that that will be until a September issue. Right. Because his clock's already running. Right. Uh, well, 
Yeah, for Jabari, yeah. So Jabari's up here, and he's getting a chance, and he's getting a look because of those reasons and more. Do, are you seeing any progress? It's been a short sample size. Obviously, there was that miscue deep and right yesterday. But at the plate, you know, a couple hits last night. Uh, are you seeing anything after just a couple games back up that's showing you he has learned or adjusted from his first stint here with that trip to El Paso in between? Well, they've changed the stand. I mean, his hands are lower. and I mean, they've changed a lot of things about him. Mm -hmm. Still have to prove that he can do it, and I'm still not sold. It's too soon, I think, to see right. if it truly – I mean, you make adjustments like that and then trying to apply them at the major league level. It's, it's hard after two or three games to really know if it's clicked or not. So it's I mean, give us a month, and then we'll be able to answer that question. But I, I do like how, the, how they kind of altered right. where he's getting his hand because he was getting so many – get, pitchers are getting in on him so much. Moving his hands down a little bit is going to allow him to get, get extended yeah. more on that inside pitch. Is it is, – is a month – say September 1st, Renfro gets the call up. Between now and then, is that enough time to see what the real Jabari is and whether you cut bait at that point? If you I play him the whole time, yeah. If, if he gets 100 at-bats, you get a pretty good idea. Right now, I don't – I honestly don't have uh, Jabari ranked any uh, – very high. I don't have him ahead of Dickerson, Jankowski. I don't have him ahead of Margot or, or Renfro. I've got him number five on my list. Right now, and the guys they've got that are close. Well, six if you put John Jay back in the mix. Right. A healthy John right. Jay. Yeah. So, all right, so you're giving him this month, but then you have no qualms about, hey, if after this month with steady playing time it's not working, see ya. Right. We'll put him back. Well, you, September you can leave him up anyway because you right. expand on the roster. he's not going anywhere. He, so. You put him back on the bench, and then you let him go. Again. You let him work with his new stance, his new approach over the off season, and then you give him another run next year of spring training. I just don't see it. Yeah. I mean, quite honestly, I hate to say that, but I just – I mean – He's a great athlete, no question. Absolutely. Is he a baseball player? I'm not sold. All the, uh, the blashed-off hashtags are slowly weeping because right. of this uh, prognostication of yours. Um, one guy, though, who is continuing to impress, Luis Perdomo. And he still isn't really taking that next step of going seven innings, two earned runs, or six shutout innings. He's still in that six innings, three runs, four runs, that kind of thing. Went seven last night, a new career high in pitches. Uh, anything new that impressed you? Are you happy if he doesn't even improve the rest of the year? Has this already been a win? Oh, I think he's going to keep improving. I, mm -hmm. I am very impressed by what Luis Perdomo has done Absolutely. this year. I, it is amazing. And the sinker works. Uh, he makes good pitches. Now, the, the, the moving forward, the thing is going to be to make those good pitches consistently and being able to make good pitches at will and not just roll one up there every once in a while. But he makes really good pitches. I love the upside. I love the ceiling. I love everything about him. Uh, I think that what we're seeing here is like the transformation of a, of a, a caterpillar into a butterfly. Yeah, and it's how fast he's picked it up, too, has been really, really impressive. And I think he's going to continue because he's just unlocking that sinker still. Mm -hmm. what, what I've been really impressed with is not so much the stuff because we knew he had a live arm. We knew he had stuff. But his ability to pitch, he knows, like you said, what pitch to apply at certain times. He's already trusting his stuff at the big right. league level. He's, he's not just a thrower up there trying to, to rely on his stuff because he's a, a young stud. He's learning how to attack hitters and how to pitch, and he just is a sponge. Once, once he gets to that point where he can consistently hit spots and, and he's getting there, he is headed in that direction, he is going to be a quality major league pitcher. Extreme. He's a, he's a number two, I mean, three starter. I mean, you've already had a couple of hitters talk about where did this guy come from. Good hitters, too. Encarnacion right. in that right. Blue Jays series, right. uh, same thing. Would you have trotted him back out there for that seventh inning? Absolutely. You're not worried about inning limits this year? or He doesn't have any innings limits. 
I mean, he's he's never done this before right, at this but level. It, but he's always pitched as a starter, and he's always pitched a lot of innings. There and he is, was in the bullpen the first there, half of the right, year. There, there so you're is, not worried about fatiguing no, him at all. There is no limits. There is no innings limit on him. Okay, so the the leash is off. The handcuffs right. are off on Perdomo this summer. Uh, is how you would manage it. Um, and then one other guy I wanted to talk about last night is we're continuing on this youth movement now. Uh, we'll be talking about this the rest of the year. Uh, Jose Rondon yesterday who still looks a little bit overmatched at the plate, and he had that little controversial call go against him, which was wrong, by the way, uh, the little double bounce uh, right. early in, that, in the game, which we're watching right here. So uh, he hits the ball, and then it hits the ground, and his bat hits it again while he's still in the box. Should have been a dead ball. Uh, they called him out, and that's not a play the umpires can review. Right. So they just had no choice once they kind of conferred. Well, once they conferred, everybody said, I didn't see anything different. Right. Uh, if only there was the technology to be able to relook at something right. like that and confirm whether or not you're right or wrong. Uh, that's witchcraft, Mike. Yeah, very much well, so. But that's, the future. What's a, that's what happens when, I mean, that was an awkward play. I it, mean, it makes for a great gift. Like, it's right. great to look at online, but it, it cost the Padres. It was early in the game, so they certainly had many chances to come back, but you go from runners to corners and him at the plate. You know, the one I didn't like, you talk two. about that swing, but the one before that when he tried to force the, when he yeah. tried to bunt for the hit mm -hmm. rather than just getting the bunt down. The, I think the safety squeeze was on, and instead of doing the safety squeeze, he tried to push it out there for the hit. That's not what he was there for at yeah. that time. So he's still got some learning curve there, but on defense, this guy's look, he looks really good. He looks a lot better than what right. we've seen so far. Right. Made a, and made a very smart play last night, going to third on that single. Yeah, on and, that one deep in right, the hole. And getting Villar uh, rounding the base. That was a very smart play. He made a play two nights ago, or not two nights ago, three days ago when he was up before. He missed the one game. Up, up the middle. Right. The yeah. one up the middle where he made the diving stop and flipped the second. That was not mm -hmm. a play that we've seen made this year. No, he has good range, but he also right. liked that play last night at the one to third. He has instinct. Mm -hmm. Right. He, that's something that you don't, I mean, a, a, a shortstop who's a true shortstop makes that play because he's not thinking about it. He just he just reacts and does it. And that's what I'm impressed about him is his instinct on that left side of the field is 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 really high for a kid his age. Uh, you feel bad a little for Alexei Ramirez when they're throwing this, these stats out. He was by baseball or by fan graphs, the literally the worst player in Major League Baseball right. by war. And uh, it's tough to see a, you know, a guy at that stage of his career coming to grips in real time with the fact that this game is passing me by. But when Rondon's out there doing what he does defensively. But that's what happens. Yeah, I mean, you nobody do plays this game forever. So there does come a time for everybody. And Except David Ortiz. Right. <laughs> He'll play this Who game doesn't forever? have to put on a glove every day or for the most right. part? So that's a little bit different. But, yeah, you're right. He may just keep, yeah. uh, keep slugging until the end. You know, what's surprising about Rondon, remember, is that he is not regarded as their shortstop of the future. Right. That they've got two other prospects behind them, and then they got the Cubans that they just signed. And the Dominican he, kids, yeah. Right. That are, yeah, the Dominican but and they've got a Ron thousand shortstop prospects now. Right. <laughs> well, Rondon has just looked at as maybe you know the plug-in next year or for two years. Right, a little bridge until Javi Guerra figures right. out whatever's going wrong at Elsinore for him this year. Rough season for yeah. him uh, down in, in advance day. Uh, Noah tweeting, and Noah, who followed the Padres to Toronto and stayed a few extra days with his family, now back in San Diego. Uh, we mentioned the uh, the blue and orange SD, and now on the video board, they're going to be wearing those throwbacks from the 90s today on Way Back Wednesday. Noah says, the blue and orange, the best uniforms of all time. Are those high on your list for Padres uh, uniforms? I liked them. Uh, I, uh, my favorite all-time uniform was the 84 home uniforms. I loved them. The uh, whites with the uh, brown and the orange yeah. piping, and uh, I really like those uniforms. Now, do we know if he means best uniform for Padres of all time or best uniform 
He, of all he time. knows a huge Padre fan. He may mean of any team anywhere, but we'll we'll because it's hard to beat the pinstripes. Yeah, for all we'll time. restrain this to just Padre talk, just to be safe. Then, uh, Those yeah. up there for you? Yeah, I, I gotta go. I gotta go with Bill. Though. Those '84 yeah. ones are just they're they're so classic, right? And they're so unique. There's, there's nothing like them. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. And you look, and we saw the inspiration they had at the All Star Game here, and then seeing a lot. Whenever you see them on ESPN Classic or whatever, it's just such a cool look. You it's know great. who you're looking at immediately. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna uh, step aside here. But I, actually, no. You know what? I want to because we said yesterday we were gonna end this discussion once and for all. But I do want to give you guys a quick little minute here. This whole Matt Kemp. Uh, baseball town thing, only because, Bill, you've been in this town for a very long time. Derek, you as well, although not quite to Bill's seniority. But uh, I, I, so I'm going back on my word here. I do want to give you guys just like 30 seconds each. Those comments he made yesterday, how did those rub you? That was idiotic and stupid, particularly when he calls Atlanta a baseball town, which it's not. I mean, this is a place that has, when, when this club has been good, this pl that Qualcomm and this place would be crazy. For Kemp to say something like that is just idi idiotically, that's almost a, a Trumpish type <laughs> comment. <laughs> that's, that's a heavy wow. insult to throw around, Bill. That's wow. No, seriously, but you know what, he's right. I mean, Atlanta, when's the last time they sold out a playoff game? And they play all throughout that run through the night. After that 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, you know, they, they, they were not selling out playoff games. That is on a baseball town. Plus, I look at a baseball town as not just the major league part of it. You look at the history of this town. You look at the minor league. You look at the, um, the amateur players that have come out of here. You look at the high school scene we have here. This is a, this baseball, is a great right. baseball town. So, uh, Matt, and we know what's really funny was Matt says he never played in a baseball town. Well, he's played in L.A. Yeah. Josh Hamilton went to L.A. and said it's finally nice to be in a baseball town. <laughs> so I don't know what these guys are talking about. Well, well, that's Anaheim. That's you know, L.A. of Anaheim. No, that's true. Josh <laughs> Hamilton. Matt's, I, I, I've met Matt's mother. She's really a nice person. She should take Life Boy to her son. <laughs> yeah. To, he, right. he, needs, he needs a whooping for that one from mom. Well, there you go. And, and, and now I think we're done with this discussion. I did want to give you guys, though, a stage to react to so that. So, yeah. was the reaction what you expected? And more. I mean, why don't you bring Donald Trump in? It's like, wow, Bill, dropping that hammer. I, I, I know Blooper right now is like, what's the time code on the Trump? That's yep, going to an open. That will be in a show <laughs> open. <laughs> coming to you very soon. Um, hey, also coming soon, a couple weeks away, you can join the Padres and play golf alongside Padres legends like Trevor Hoffman and local military heroes for the inaugural Heroes Cup San Diego on August 22nd and 23rd. Packages are still available for the two-day golf event, benefiting our local San Diego military community. Visit Padres.com slash Heroes Cup for more details. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about that Joey Votto play. If you have not seen it from last night, stick around just for that. That's it's awesome. unlike anything I've ever seen before. Awesome. I cannot wait to talk about it. You're watching Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. It's Junior Guerra for the Brewers against Edwin Jackson for the Padres at 12:40, the final game of this three-game set. And we'll get you there. But first, this was the play last night that everybody in baseball was talking about as we welcome you back here inside the AMR studio. Uh, so Joey Votto, who last week made a name for himself nationally for not giving a kid batting gloves uh, when he asked for them in the front row. He said, this is not make-a-wish, kid. Yesterday, going for a foul ball on the first base side right over the tarp, and a fan interferes, and Joey Votto, we're watching it now, ends up signing a ball for this guy saying sorry and apologizing, but... He went over, and after the fan interfered and Vado could not make the catch, Joey uh, looks at the, the red six, uh, the little patch on the guy's jersey, grabs it, and right. kind of just like in disgust says, I thought we're on the same team. 
You know, he goes over there, and he takes a moment, too. So Joey can't make the catch. He stares the guy down like a UFC weigh-in, and then he grabs the Cincinnati patch, kind of shoves it away in disgust. You had to get UFC in there, right? That's, that's different than WWE. Okay. They're very different, Bill. Um, but uh, I'll talk steroids. WWE later. Um, <laughs> Same so drugs. Yeah. We're moving on. This is a baseball show. Um, <laughs> I agree with Bill. <laughs> uh, I'd rather so watch something interesting like golf for five hours. So, oh, yeah. Let's do that. Uh, so, Votto, so most people ended up being on Votto's side. But some people right. talking about, oh, you can't do that to the fans. You know, you're showing up the people who pay to come and you're kind of bullying them. What's your take? My, I'm, I'm with Votto. One, uh, he goes over there and he's trying to get the ball. He's playing a game. He's frustrated by what happens with the fan. The ball nearly hits him, too. So... Right that second, he's got a reaction. Okay, then he grabs the, yes, he's got a reaction. Maybe not the greatest reaction. But how many of us in our life haven't had a reaction to something and then minutes later said, okay, I didn't handle that right. For all you people out there who are criticizing Votto, get a clue and live a life. How about you, Derek? There are two things here. One, I'm surprised that Joey's reacted like that because he's Canadian. I'm surprised he didn't apologize to the <laughs> fan because they're just nice people. Hey. But two, exactly. Two, you, there are, are signs all over this ball. I'm looking at one right now over there in left field. It says, beware of objects leaving the field of play. And the in insinuation is, don't mess with the players if they have a chance to make a play. If that guy has seats like that, obviously he's been to ball games before, and he knows that Joey Votto is standing right in front of him. He needs to know to get the heck out of the way. And that is on the fan. There is a fan code of conduct, a fan decorum. If you are going to interfere with your own player making it out for your team, you are a moron, and you need to give up those seats and go sit up, up top in the Euchre seats and give someone who's an actual baseball fan with a brain in his head down there right next to the field. Blooper looks like he's itchy to get on in this conversation. No, I'm, I'm all with Votto. And if I was a Cardinals fan at that game because they were playing the Cardinals, I would have gotten his way on purpose to try to get rid of the ball. So let me play devil's advocate here. And I agree with you guys. But from the fans' perspective, this isn't a Steve Bartman situation where it's a clutch. Derek bet me over, the over under two minutes to get Bartman into this conversation. I couldn't Steve Bartman situation here. It's not a Bartman situation where it's a playoff game, it's a critical game. The Reds, I mean, they're, they're out of it. If you're a fan and it's the middle of the summer in a sort of meaningless game, why not say, hey, let me try and catch a foul ball. This is something I can keep from a game that I won't remember in five years. I got no, I got no problem with the fan as long as he's in the stands, which he was. My only thing was is that the the interfere that there was contact, and whenever there's contact like that, there's a chance that that ball could wind up smoking you. And I understand from Vado's. I got no problem with the fan. I can also understand Vado's uh, reaction right there. Looper has the apartment video right. ready. Right. Now this, I mean, this obviously, this is, you're at home, this is a chance to end one of the greatest curses of all time, potentially, a critical game, a critical situation. You should be running away from the barrier there, not trying to catch the right. foul ball. This should, I get. Involving two members of the, the Padres field. front office, right. Moises Alou right. and Mark Pryor. Right, <laughs> which is a great little small world coincidence. But for, for yesterday, I'm, I'm okay with the fan getting a little hey, involved. Well, yeah, I don't, have a pro I don't have a problem with either one. I don't have a problem with the fan going for the foul ball. I don't have a problem with Votto reacting. And he just reacted in a split second. All of us have done that. Done something and then a split second later said, I didn't handle that right. I and did that did daily right on this show. And he did the right thing. I, I, have, back problem, and I, have, I have a problem with the fan getting in the way of their hometown yeah. player. Nah. You gotta, you're, you're, it's right in there. You gotta, I mean, it's get, in the state. Get out of the way of your hometown player. Very, it's very simple. Nah. I like what Blooper said. If it's, a, if it's a, a Cardinal player, if it's a road guy, sure, stand there and try and interfere. That's, that's what you do. That it's ball. your home field advantage. Your own guy, get out of the way. 
know what's going on. Ball's coming down right on top of him. And, and it was and, and it was looking, it was a pop up. He had plenty right. of time to think about it. Looking at looking at the looking at the size of that guy, I don't imagine he moves real quick. Not very nimble, no, that gentleman, I'm sure. We all do is the only, the only thing I wish, if Vado was going to do that, just own it. Like, be, to go back to wrestling, if you want to bring it up, be the heel. Forget about apologizing. Stand your ground and, no, and say, hey, actually, I, you shouldn't have been I there. Get, I give Votto high marks on that. I mean, for I going really back do. and apologizing after for, for, for going back. Yeah, that's the Canadian Sorry way about out. that, buddy. For, for, Canadian for going way back out. and saying, okay, I lost it there for a second. That's not who I am. Yeah, the guy but ended up what, getting what, an autograph ball. What, what and, I loved. And, if you, and if you say you've never been in that situation where you've lost it for a split second, oh, yeah. and then, but there are people out there saying, oh, I would never done that. That's baloney. Oh, people, we, we all have been there right. and lost it for yeah. a second. What I, what I love is people Be online human. saying he bullied the right. fan. Right. <laughs> just going, just, just, just looked, no. grabbed just him and said, what are you stop, thinking? Right. Stop trying to make mountains. <laughs> it was out of great. Hills. It was, it's I mean, just, it, no. it lit Twitter ablaze last night, and I knew we just had to talk about it today. Um, it was, I, I mean, saw some of those things, and all those play. fans, oh, you shouldn't have done something. Yeah, get a clue. <laughs> There you go. Bill Center tells you to get a clue, and we'll hopefully have some more clues to give you as the show progresses uh, here on Padre Social Hour. Hey, uh, Bobby Cressy, I see him. He's here. He's staying away from the food, too, although I saw him <laughs> tweeting out before that he wishes some of that was for him. Uh, he's the organist here at Petco Park. He's coming on next. So if you have any questions, we already have some coming in. Send them our way. Hashtag Padres SH for the man who tickles the ivory up uh, over in the, the got a question. tower. You already have yeah. one? Does, a, does an organist have to be concerned about, uh, you know, finger foods and then messing up the keyboard? Uh, Bobby, you, you have two minutes to think about the answer to that. Bill has the first <laughs> question for you. Uh, guys, make sure to enjoy a summer movie on the field this Saturday, just a couple days away. That's August 6th. Purchase a movie on the field theme game ticket package to watch Space Jam on the field after the Padres take on the Phillies at 540. You will also receive a Padres-themed fleece blanket. Buy tickets today at Padres.com slash Theme games. Bobby Cressy on the way. Don't go anywhere. This is Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back here. We get you set for that 1240 game. Game three, Brewers and Padres. And joining us now, Bobby Cressy plays the organ. We'll be playing it today here at the ball game. But first, Bobby, we do have to trump you with some news that just broke during the commercial break. So if you hold on for one sec, is that cool? Yes. All right, awesome. You're a good guy. You want a drum roll here? Uh, we're doing like an organ. Can yeah. you do an organ? Yes, there like an organ roll? There you go. Perfect. Uh, Ryan Schimpf has just been named the National League Rookie of the Month for July. Uh, the Padres just tweeting this out and saying, well-deserved. Yeah, I'd say so. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, he had a great month. Uh, we'll talk about that more in depth a little bit later, but we do want to congratulate Ryan on that. But now we got this man here, Bobby Cressy, on the Cholula hot seat we're putting you. So beware. Uh, no, Bobby, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing great, man. It's a beautiful day. Usually is here. Um, just I got the organ set up a little bit earlier, so made my way down here, and I'm ready to go. Grab some lunch and play some tunes. It's perfect. What perfect else could you ask for right. for a Wednesday right. afternoon, which, right? Which I've always felt, and I've been a baseball fan for a long time, that the organ and Baseball is a perfect marriage. I mean, it's the perfect instrument for a baseball game. I agree with you. And, you know, the organ, we talked about this. I was on a couple of years ago. We talked about it before. It's, right. it's in a lot of different sports, right? You know, hockey, basketball. Um, the way that it works in baseball, it's so unique because, you know, baseball is a set of 
like stops and starts, right? right. You and got so the delays where it just yes. fits perfect. There's a natural rhythm and a punctuation, and the organ serves to you know accent that punctuation and heighten you know whatever mood you care to heighten, tension, humor. So it works really uniquely in that in that way, you know. And tell me, how cool was it? Because you were here for a lot of the All-Star Game festivities, the game itself, right, you were playing at. That had to have been a career highlight for you. No doubt. Yeah. I, I said, like, man, if I had to, like, stop doing this for whatever reason, like, today, all good because I got to do the All-Star Game. I mean, that was really cool. Well, and not all Look good. at all these fans. I hope right. that doesn't ha- – whoa, they look at all that. Right. Yeah, we got the there All-Star go. Game footage. Who took that, that video, man? I want that video. <laughs> I mean, you had this place yeah. rocking, and the people were going up there. That's the cool part, too. Like, a lot of organists are kind of tucked away in different places. Yes. You're right up there on, right. on the tower loft lights of the first base side. Fans can come up to you and just chat and hang all game pretty much. And they do, and, and that's one of my favorite parts of the job. And it's not like when I started doing this, they said, one thing you must do is talk to people as they come up to you. In fact, there was no real script on what I was supposed to do and what not to do. You know, I, I knew when to play, but other than that, you know, this was this unexpected dimension. It's like, hey, you're going to um, end up talking to dozens and dozens of fans, like, throughout the game and, and taking pictures. And, you know, I talked to some fans, and they're, they've come from, like, you know, all over. I'm sure there are people from Milwaukee here today. We're playing the Brewers. Um, uh, you going to give them some polka stuff? <laughs> you know, that's a good idea, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, so or Laverne and Shirley, maybe. There you um, go. But uh, – but it's cool because we'll have these these uh, conversations, and of course I'm working. But over the course of like, you know, even an inning or two, they'll hang out there, and we'll talk. I'm like, hey, how's your trip going? You know, talk about the sights to see in San Diego, and they have this amazing fan experience. And a lot of times they say to me at the end of it, they say, um, "Man, you really made this like a really cool, unique experience." But Bobby, how is it difficult though? Sometimes playing with people right on top of you. Super difficult sometimes. Well, because I have to balance all these factors, you know. It's like I have a headset on, and I've got, you know, the people producing the game, um, including our own Mike Grace, saying, like, hey, Bobby, it's a foul ball. Why don't you play something? It's like, well, if I'm too checked out and I'm not watching the game and I'm talking to a fan, like, I'm going to miss that. And, you know, get yelled at a little bit in a, in a friendly sort of way because they understand. But, you know, I have to do my job, but I also can't be a jerk to the fans, nor do I want to be a jerk <laughs> to people. Right. So I'm kind of got this divided attention thing going, and, you know, learning how to like, learning how to keep that balance dialed in, it, it, and keep the focus up for three hours. Like that's what I'm always trying to like improve on. Now I've yeah. seen, I mean, all around baseball, you've seen organists in their little room, like in the Dodger Stadium, where they've got their little compound mm-hmm. where they're by themselves. Would you prefer to have that, or would you prefer to be outside? I don't think I would prefer to have that. I actually really like what we do. Now, I wouldn't mind it if it was, like, a little bit more shade. I happen to be here on all the day <laughs> games. Yeah. So right. You so get that get sun. Kinda, you get that tan yeah. working. Yeah, I know. I do have this, this really nice farmer's tan. So, um, organist tan. Yeah, the <laughs> organist tan. That's what they call it. Um, so, you know, it would be nice, you know, occasionally. Well, when I play night games, it's not a problem. But, right. you know, um, it's a day game thing for us here. So, you know, other than that, it's, it's like, uh, it's way cooler to be out talking to people it makes it more fun you maybe know? we'll have blooper go stand with an umbrella or a parasol for you that's uh, an excellent idea you can borrow him after the show he's done that but usually not with uh an umbrella usually it's like with like a beer uh, well, oh, it was during the all-star game yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, not Bobby, when he's working 
You've exactly yeah. To make that clear, yeah. right, Blooper? And you've exactly. done nothing wrong. It's in very this, responsible. This job, yeah. Um, yeah. You've kind of become a cult celebrity among the fans because they get to see you in person. You're very active on Twitter as well. So we have, uh, unsurprisingly, a bunch of questions that have come in oh once man. people found out that you were on the show. Oh uh, so the first one here from uh, Nacho Padre. Hey, Bobby, can you do an ole 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 theme for the right field mission crew when we get runners in scoring position? So they're taking requests. I can, I can, but you have to come up. I have to make sure they're here. And like, I don't know, is the right field mission here every game these days? Like, I haven't seen them as much as I as I used to. Whoa. Um, wow. Here's, uh, here's how it's throwing oh, down. Bobby Cressy's calling them out. <laughs> no, I love those guys. I, I totally love those guys. Any any kind of quirky, unique fan thing that we have going, and those dudes, like, they're serious fans. Like, we need that, you know? Um, and, I, and I respect it, and I dig it. And they're super cool, you know? Um, but my, my one kind of thing is when people request songs, and, and I'll tweet out, I'll be like, hey, playing the organ tomorrow, let's hear some requests. I get all these requ requests tweeted at me. And I'm like, wait a sec. Are you actually going to be at the game? No. I'm not going to play your song if you're not going to be there. <laughs> that's a good point, man. Right. It's a good point. So if I see your face or if I know you're going to be there, then for sure I'll try and work right, So that's the secret to getting your request taken by Bobby. You have to make sure you're here at the game so that he can play it for you in person. Um, L. Eddie G says he's still waiting for you, Bobby, to break out Flight of the Bumblebee at a Way Back Wednesday game. Well, can you fit that in anywhere? <laughs> oh, man. Well, first of all, that's a really hard song. And, and I, you know, I can do it. I got skills. But – um, way back, how way back are we going? We're going 90s, right? So, you know, Flight of the Bumblebee, that's Rimsky-Korsakov. That's like maybe 1890s, 1890s uh, not right. 1990s, <laughs> so, you know, wrong 90s. <laughs> Got to work on that. Last question yeah. here from the fans. Friar Fever, who I'm surprised it's not a wrestling theme song related organ question. He wants to know, it's actually a legit question. How long, Bobby, does it take to prepare a new tune to get into your in-game rotation? How much time do you need to actually acclimate? It's a good question. So... All the uh, MLB organists kind of have a different system, right? Um, a lot of them, in fact, the majority of them don't really use music. They just have it all upstairs, you know, this kind of pool of songs that they have. Well, me, you know, I have a lot of songs memorized, but I kind of prefer to write it out. Um, and the reason I do that, there's a couple reasons. It's actually faster for me to write it out. Um, I can learn a tune fairly quickly, but it, it actually takes more just kind of mental effort. So if I want to go for volume, like learning a lot of songs and keeping hundreds and hundreds of songs at my fingertips, it's just easier for me to write it out. And I'm super fast at writing them out, and I have a great ear. So um, the, the answer to his question is um, however long it takes me to write a song out is how long it takes to get into the rotation. And how long does it take me? Well, it can take me anywhere from a half hour to an hour and a half, you know, usually on the shorter end of that spectrum. What's you the know? most requested? The most requested? People, like, they like to get really snarky and amusing, like, <laughs> and there's this thing that I've kind of noticed, like, about, I don't know if it's human nature or if it's just specifically with, like, something like, oh, the organ at the ballpark. Like, people will ask me questions, and it's more to, like, make themselves feel like they're awesome and hilarious. Welcome to Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. Um, so, you know, a lot of people will request, like, something that's impossible to play. Um, uh, a lot of people will request, like, Inagata De Vida, and it's like, okay, great. Like, I can play that. One time, a uh, ghost of Ray Kroc, we all know Ghost, right? Yeah. Right. He requested... Uh, but it was like it, it was. I was up there for the All Star game, but it was before the All Star game. We were it was just like rehearsing, so I was just sitting there. I'm like, I tweeted out, "Hey, anybody want to hear anything? I'll just film it and put it on Twitter." So he's like, "Play Nagata De Vita." So I'm like, "Okay, great." Um, so I was like, "You know what you need? You need a little positivity in your life." So I took minor Nagata De Vita and I changed it to a major key. I played it in D major for him. 
That so means nothing to me. I'm yeah. not musically inclined, <laughs> but it sounds like a great story, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry. Music music nerds over here. <laughs> you made it a major Appreciate key. Appreciate it. No. Yeah. Bobby, thanks yeah. so much, man. We love hearing you. You uh, you sneak in like Game of Thrones stuff, Ace yes. of Base. It's like literally anything. Try to keep it topical. So, anything yeah. you want to hear today, I mean, it's 90s. Keep that in mind. Yeah, so tweet at Bobby. Some 90s suggestions. Uh, yeah. And also, is, is mom watching? I met her the other day. Mom's going to be here today. Uh, she's a big social hour fan. So yeah, Nancy, she is. Nancy, right? What's that? Nancy, right? Nancy. Yeah. Good What's job. up, Nancy? Yeah. Hope, hope you're watching. And she'll uh, be watching. She's on her way right job. now, I'm sure, to the thing. So she'll be tonight. She'll watch us on her DVR and be like, "Oh my, Janella, what a sweet Perfect. boy!" Perfect. She's the best. All right, <laughs> Bobby, you're boy. the best too. <laughs> Good playing today, man. All Thanks right, man. Thank by. you very much. All right, that's Bobby Cressy, the Petco Park organist here on the Cholula Hot Seat. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. Speaking of Petco Park, it got quite the distinction today. We'll come back and tell you all about it. This is Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. We are back here just about an hour away from first pitch. It's the Padres and the Brewers. Derek Togerson rejoining us. Bill Center here. And uh, Bobby Cressy, cool guy. I mean, Very he's, cool he's a great guy. guy. And that's what you get. Him talking to him at the organ or around the ballpark mm-hmm. or on Twitter and on the couch. I mean, that's the cool dude. He's there 24-7 mm-hmm. like that. He's an awesome dude. Um, I had a tweet come in, actually, from uh, Gas Lamp Ball while Bobby was on. Uh, Bobby Cressy needs his own spinoff show. Maybe we can work that out in addition to the, the daily social hour. You know, that's the kind of the, the invoke thing. Now you get this, like, a successful character on a show and you spin off his own series. You can easily do that with Bobby here. Mm. Better call Bobby, like a better call Saul. Mm-hmm. I, no, I want, yeah. I want uh, not competition, but, you know, a, a nice expansion a of the universe. A broadening of yes, the, uh, of the Padres bro- social hour universe. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. It's always fun. All the, you know, Marvel, DC, they're doing this with their movies. Same all things. Padres SH all the time. All the time. That's all yeah. we need. Some uh, with varying levels of success between Marvel and Well, this is the flagship, DC. yeah, <laughs> obviously. We, we are the Marvel brand, uh, for sure. Um, so, no, thanks again to Bobby. And you can listen to him if you're here today. He'll be playing the organ. And swing by. Yeah, he's up if you go to the 300 level uh, right by the right field uh, tower lights. He's right there. You go say hi and, uh, and chat him up. Um, all right. Big news earlier today. USA Today, they have their little offshoot website for the win, which kind of is the, a fun mm-hmm. look at, uh, at the sports world. And they ranked all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums today. And wouldn't you know who's number one? Petco Park right here, named number one <laughs> by the For the Win folks over at USA Today. Uh, Petco Park itself tweeting out the news earlier today saying, I'm number one. Right. Congrats, Petco <laughs> right. Park. It's, it's very, very well deserved. Uh, here's what they had to say, and then I'll get your guys' reaction mm-hmm. from it. Uh, so Petco Park is For the Win's undisputed best ballpark in baseball. Really, it's great. From the expansive views of downtown San Diego skyline to the vast local beer and food options to the perfect weather, Petco Park is everything MLB teams should want for their ballparks. They do also say all that's missing is a winning team, but the stadium, right. it's not their fault. So um, that will come in time. But the park itself, I mean, I'm sure there's no objections from the couch. Well, no. In, in fact... This is a ballpark that has improved with age, that they've mm-hmm. brought in so many things, the, the food options, the beer options, uh, all the different restaurants, just the amenities at this ballpark are so much better now than they were when, the, when it opened. And mm-hmm. generally, you see ballparks at their, zen- at their very best when they open, and then they sort of, this Table place off, gets yeah. better and better and better. Uh, and, little, and it's little details that I right. like, too. It's the players on the surfboards out in center field. Right. It's stuff you, you, every time you turn a corner, you see something new and something Or the cool murals here. on the walls right. that they've... The, Which uh, are new this year. Right. right. Uh, the history of Tony Gwynn, of Randy, 
I mean, there are just so many things to see at this ballpark. It's really complete now. Right. It really, maybe it's not complete, but it feels like you walk around, there's not an unused space. I think there are a couple more things you know? to, that they've got that they're thinking about, which are going to make the experience even better. And then thank goodness the All-Star game was here because finally it right. got everybody to see right. what and we right. have here. And, All and those everybody, eyes a lot. Everybody, the national media, the people who were here, left raving about this place. And yep. generally you don't have that happen. Yeah, they, they find things to pick apart. I mean, to your point, I came here in 2010 on vacation for a game, and it was already a top you know, five to seven ballpark for me, and I've been to uh, all but four of them. And I came back here this year, and yeah, it was even better. Like everything they've added, the video board had been upgraded. Now there's a Hall of Fame you can go see. The murals, the little surfboards, the nooks and crannies. It's just, it's awesome. And USA Today has now named it number one. Uh, your top five, by the way, so they go Petco, then AT&T Park in San Francisco, PNC Park in Pittsburgh. The two of those are pretty undeniable. Right, I it's love PNC Park. Awesome, yeah. uh, Wrigley Field at four, Dodger Stadium at number five for USA Today. Their bottom three, U.S. Cellular, uh, Tropicana Field, and Oakland Alameda, which I don't right. think you're going to get too many arguments right. on those last the two. The only thing about Dodger Stadium is the food options are really bad. Yeah, I mean Unless you love Dodger dogs, and those right. are very divisive. Right. Right. Very yeah. polarizing. Right. Those but yeah, you got those. It's, it's that, and it's that. It's that. Right. That, that's really you. It's, it's, <laughs> you're going to have a Dodger dog, and you're going to like it. Hot dog, peanut, popcorn, cracker jack, and that. Then welcome to right. Dodger Stadium. And that, but then you sit there and you look out and you see what and you, you get see, and, and you go. Uh, that's I love PNC right. Park at Pittsburgh. That would that's be great my second favorite. That's a great spot. Right. Um, yeah. So let us know. But obviously, Petco number one. Uh, you're not going to find any complaints from the three of us no. uh, putting that one. You know, and I would suggest to fans that get here early and don't go straight to your seat. Walk around yeah. the ballpark. Yeah. Take a little lap. Enjoy right. it. There's yeah. a lot to drink in, uh, literally and figuratively, <laughs> here at Petco Park. Um, also, we mentioned uh, moments ago, Ryan Schimpf, uh Let's dive a little bit deeper into this. He was just named mm -hmm. National League Rookie of the Month for July. He hit 269, but he slugged 705 because all this guy does is hit extra base hits. An OPS north of 1,000. Yeah, 15 extra base hits, 9 home runs, 17 RBI, 17 runs scored. A guy who really, you know, came out of nowhere and for a moment there was putting up better numbers than even a David Ortiz this right. season. And, I mean, a great story. Led the major leagues in homers for the month and mm -hmm. set an all-time Padre record for a rookie. You know, and let's go beyond just the offensive stats. He plays a really good second base. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm not sure he came out of nowhere either because we saw right. I mean, during, during spring training, you kind of looked up, who is this guy? Right. Who is this? What? Who is this Schimpf guy? What? Where did he? Where did this guy come from? And he really started making a name for himself. I think that's coming trainer. out of nowhere, Derek. You know, I want to talk about the success of the major league yeah. level. We saw this coming back, you know, as early as February and March. You're going, this. Wow, they. I don't know who this guy is, but he could. He's keep an eye on him. This kid can play a little bit. So he's he's been doing it really all season long. Sadly, he's the perfect example of how a player can get lost in the system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if somebody else doesn't see him, that their career can go away without anybody ever knowing what they can do. I mean, he was not rated very high by Toronto. and right, he'd been there, what, seven, seven years? years? Yeah, right. and without and ever getting a call-up. And the highest he ever got was bouncing back and forth from double-A to triple-A. He never even got a full season at triple-A. So now he's finally got a chance. You know, this is, this is not only a great honor. This shows you a lot about Ryan Schimpf. Yeah, and if he was six feet tall, right. he'd have been up a long, long time ago. He's one of those guys who I think people look at and go, oh, he's not a big league ball player. Yeah, he and, doesn't and look like just, a second kinda, baseman. Yeah, he just kind of gets dismissed, right. and they don't look at 
production. The guy he he, he produces. You might you might want to take a look and give him a shot. And that's what he's gotten here with the Padres. He's made the most of it. Yeah, and he'll continue getting it because that second base job is essentially his now uh, for the rest of the season. With Corey Spangenberg still wandering through the desert uh, with uh, that with that quad until maybe well, I think, he comes I think up in September. I think he's moved ahead of Spangenberg. Now the question is, he or a Swahe? Right. Yeah. But I think I think that Spangenberg has sort of been left in the. Uh, Left in the wake here. A shame. A guy that a lot of us were putting a lot of stock into this year and has right. essentially become a lost season for, for Spanji. Right. Uh, who's still here. You know, he's still with the club and he's part of the fabric of the team. But right. on the field, just But not moving there. forward, you've got to have a second baseman that can play every day. Yeah, of course. Uh, and maybe Shimp will be that guy. But right now, in the present, congratulations, Ryan right. Shimp, on dominating the month of July and uh, earning that well-deserved honor in recognition of that. Hey, a big weekend. We already told you about movie on the field for Space Jam. Also on Saturday, Ken Caminiti is being inducted into the Padres Hall of Fame to celebrate all fans in attendance at that night's 540 game against the Phillies. Again, that's this Saturday. We'll receive a Caminiti Padres throwback replica jersey presented by Fanatics. A variety of sizes are available, too. Get your tickets at Padres.com. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we'll take a look at today's lineup. You don't want to miss that. This is Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back here in the AMR studio with Derek Togerson, Bill Center. I'm Mike Chinella getting you set for that game now less than an hour away on this way back Wednesday. Uh, the Padres trotting out those blue and orange jerseys we talked about earlier. Uh, Padres no-hitter. Uh, I wonder if he'll ever get to change that, uh, that Twitter handle. Well, I guess once they throw one, he can still keep it, right? right. He'll be getting in on the ground floor. Uh, he says the blue and orange, very sentimental as they represented the 96 and 98 teams. Yeah, a lot of people love seeing these, right. uh, these throwbacks today because of mm -hmm. all the memories they elicit. It's a nice look. It's cool. Um, let's get to today's lineup now, brought to you by United Airlines, the guys who will be wearing those throwback jerseys today. And leading off, it's Travis Jankowski in center field with Ryan Schimpf playing second base behind him, the NL Rookie of the Month for July. Will Myers at first base, Don Harris Alarte cleans up at third, then Alex Dickerson in left with Jabari Blash in right. Christian Bethencourt does the catching today with Jose Rondon batting eighth and playing shortstop, and Edwin Jackson looking to get back on track on the hill and batting ninth. Yesterday in the Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge, it was a corner outfield battle. Alex Dickerson for the couch, who went one for three. Nice job. But mm -hmm. Jabari Blash for a blooper, who despite that misplay in right field, still went two for three with a run, an RBI, and a stolen base. Yeah, but, the, but that play in right should count against him. Sure, Bill. Yes. It was minus five points, and blooper still won like seven to one, or whatever you want to keep track of. If that's what makes you feel better. It's a lot closer. <laughs> Takes us now to today, and Derek, you get the first pick. Who you got? Let's go Travis Jankowski. Top of the he's start, starting, like to, starting to figure that out a little bit, getting on base. He's going to score a couple of runs today. He's, I think he's got the potential, and Will Myers is obviously the linchpin of this offense, mm -hmm. but Travis, when he's on, I think is probably the most exciting player to watch because even when he messes up on the base paths, at least you know, it's some action, something's happening. When he runs, it's really it's interesting fun. to see a guy who has, who's a long strider, right. you know, and who's a, a base stealer who's a long strider because he's able to get going up to top speed so quickly, even though he is a long-legged, long-striding guy. You don't see a lot of base stealers run the way that he does. It's really interesting to watch. And he's got the, the hair flowing, and he's got mm -hmm. just the whole vibe going. The, he's a cool guy. The I dirty mean, uniform. Yes. I mean, yeah. the two nights ago when right. it was just a completely different color, it was like he was wearing the brown throwbacks with the whites because he was just on the ground all the time. A lot of bleach. 
<laughs> right, there you go. Brought to you by Clorox, Travis Jankowski. Uh, Blooper, who are you taking in return? Jabari Blash. I'm sticking with him. That's four in a row that he's got with Jabari yesterday. Blash. See, he just wants to be able to say, I called it when he hit his first big league homer. Yep. He's That's basically why I keep picking yep. 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 Exactly. posting yeah. up on that real estate <laughs> uh, about on August Flash 20th. Island. <laughs> it <laughs> might be a while, yeah. No, what I like about Jabari, some of his hits is going back up the middle now. You know, he's kind of loading in there. And now it's only a matter of time, I think, until we get our first blast off at the major league level. All right, so it's Jankowski versus Blash in today's Supercuts head-to-head challenge. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. We're back to wrap things up on this Wednesday morning, for now, edition of Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Even with the Padres off day tomorrow, we're still here at noon. Join me, Bob Scanlon, and Mike Grace for a little off day Padres Social Hour action. Hey, Bill, this is a rarity. You're getting some love on Twitter for your wardrobe today. X-Retina HD tweeting it's in. That's what I wear all the time. says, I'm digging the pants, Bill. It is a nice little olive color. It's not quite khaki. It's, right. I like it. It's, it's well done. We don't get that too often. It's kind of shiny, too. It's, it's what I wear. <laughs> this, is, this is your <laughs> Bill Center plate starter yeah. kit. Yeah. It's not like I have, like, 40 pairs of pants at home. I mean, start calling you Gucci. Straight yeah. off the streets of Milan. Yeah. Gucci Center. Center. Uh, hey, if you guys get one request from Bobby Cresci today, what are you asking him to play? I'm going to ask me, if you want to talk about something that's topical, one of my favorite movies is Wayne's World. And when he was in with Alice Cooper in the film, they were in Milwaukee. So I'd love to see him play some maybe schools out. Some Alice Cooper would be kind of cool because it's, it's, it's topical in, a, in an obtuse way. You got the Brewers here, Polka. A little Polka. Perfect. I, like I love it. Bobby, if you're listening, you got your request here. Start the game off strong. Uh, thank you, Derek. Thank you, Bill. Super decent job. Uh, tomorrow we're back again at noon. Don't forget with Bob and Mike Grace talking about what transpires here this afternoon on its way back Wednesday. Thanks for watching Social Hour. See ya.